Good afternoon, Devils fans. I'm your host, Bill Bacha. Welcome to the Trap Podcast. It is Friday, January 6th, and I am officially extremely concerned about this team. Last night's loss was total bullshit. You cannot afford to lose a game versus St. Louis, a struggling team at home, Missing Ryan O'Reilly, their captain. Missing Tarasenko. This was a layup. And you let it slip away by a good goaltending performance by Jordan Bennington, who's been awful, completely awful, for a couple years now. The Devils have to start getting secondary scoring. Last night's loss was totally unacceptable. The Devils have now given up 16 points in one month that the Rangers have gained on them. So if the Rangers win tomorrow, 16 points in 30 days. That is literally disgraceful and that is not the makings of a good team good teams do not lose like that so while I gave them a big pat on the back during their winning streak and I was very optimistic and they definitely have turned a corner they're definitely better than they were last year there's no doubt about that they are not there yet not even close in my opinion I am extremely concerned that this team can miss the playoffs Washington is one point behind us. They were more than 16 points behind us at the beginning of December. And they play Nashville, Columbus, and Philly twice. We're literally going to be out of a playoff spot in the next week. After winning 13 games in a row to start the season. That's a problem. That's a big problem. And you can point your finger at whoever you want, but it's a big chunk of the team. Specifically, the bottom six. Now, Damon Severson, he likes to get a lot of the blame pointed at him. Mackenzie Blackwood, he gets the he you know, he gets a lot of the blame pointed at him. Mackenzie Blackwood got hurt in a game he didn't even play in. And it forced us to call up Schmid, and he came in, and he had a horrible game last night. Mackenzie Blackwood is literally made of glass. If you were wondering if he can be healthy before you re-sign him, let's see if he can you know, play an entire season before you re-sign him to another contract. The guy literally gets hurt in warm-ups. He hasn't played a full season in years. But this one wasn't the blame on Mackenzie Blackwood. In fact, Ruff decided 
he wanted to point the finger and publicly come out and blame Dougie Hamilton. Now, I'm all for making every player accountable. And there's nobody that's bigger than the team. And if someone messes up or if someone plays undisciplined hockey, you have the right to be called out just as much as anybody else. As a rookie who makes stupid mistakes, I'm with it. But realize that Dougie Hamilton is second on your team in shots, first on your team in power play goals, second in assists, fourth in points. He's almost a point per game player. He has been a rock on the back end. He had a horrible game last night. There's no doubt about it. He took two bad penalties. He was not good in the defensive zone. But Dougie Hamilton is not our problem, and I think everybody knows that. I'm hoping that Ruff was calling him out to show the team that, listen, everybody here is open to criticism. But why don't you start criticizing these people? Eric Halla, we don't even need to get into his numbers. Eric Halla has been awful. Awful. Now, he does a lot of the things that you like to see. He gets and he plays in hard areas of the ice. He goes to the net. But he's been playing with one of the best players in the world, and he's got two goals on the entire season. His shooting percentage is a two. A two! Can you imagine if this guy was playing on the third or the fourth line where he belongs? Which we're going to get into that too. The line's got to change because this is not working. Dawson Mercer had a lot of promise, and I still think Dawson Mercer is going to be a great hockey player for a long time. One of my favorite devils. He, he's not doing it. Not only is he not doing it, he looks freaking flat out horrible. He's got four goals in 28 games. On top of that, he's a non-factor, a complete non-factor. He is not contributing anything to the team. Miles Wood has one goal in 24 games and is not playing physical anymore. The problem with Miles Wood is he's too damn busy trying to hit these stretch passes over and over and over that constantly lead to icing after icing with his speed. And it's like, dude, why don't you play a little bit of fundamental hockey once in a while? Every time you go for a stretch pass that misses, it's an icing. You get stuck on the ice. It doesn't work. You're not that fast. For the amount of times that it connects compared to when it doesn't, he's actually, he's a huge liability. Get the puck, gain center ice, dump it in, and go and forecheck and use your body. He's been horrible. He's been really, really bad. Miles Wood is a heart and soul kind of guy. You have to love, you know, he's a veteran guy. He's a devil, straight up. He's been awful. On top of the stupid penalties, too, which he hasn't taken as many recently. But his only play at this point, his only, it's just stretch pass. That's it. He's not throwing any hits. And that's a guy that's like, got some weight to him, he should be playing much heavier. He's not. There's no forecheck. 
Jesper Boquist has a one goal in 22 games. Everybody that plays on a line with Jesper Boquist sucks. That is not by chance. No matter who you play with Boquist, doesn't play well. We have no problem shitting on a 21, uh, 20-year-old kid in Alexander Holtz who's trying to find his game, who has three goals in 17 games, but we're fine with Boquist having one goal in 22 games and being 24 or 25 years old. Not to mention, Holtz is on a line with McLeod and Wood last night. After the game that he had in Detroit, are you going to tell me that who it looks he he played so good in Detroit? Like, and I'm not just saying that he looked that was his best game of his career. This is a kid who you need to turn a corner. He could be a really nice piece. Like, the shot is insane. You saw that goal he had from the slot. That wrister is world class. So you mean to tell me that you think it's a good idea to play him with Mike McLeod and Miles Wood? How does that make sense? Explain that to me. Yegor Sharangovich, what's he known for? His shot. He skates like he has a shit in his pants. He's got four goals in 21 games. Mike McLeod, two goals, 21 games. Jesper Bratt, six goals, 22 games. Dude wants to be paid $8 million. Give me a break. Give me a break. He's playing on a line, literally, that's centered by either Nico Heischer or Jack Hughes, and he's got six goals in 22 games. I bet you if you put Alex Holtz on a line with Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer, he would have six goals. I bet you if you put Sharon Govich on a line with Heischer or or Hughes, he would have six goals. The lines have to change. It, it's just, it's brutal. They like totally... They played. They played, had such a, a good beginning of the season and the run, and it was exciting. It has been a total collapse of epic proportions. At this point, when you lose this many games in, in a row, and I got it, they, they got five points in their last however many games, in their last four games. It's not good enough. You have to win the games that you're supposed to win. You have to win the games that you maybe... Didn't play as good as you should have, but you're able to squeak one out. And then you have to go and like win some games that you're not supposed to win. You have to go into Boston. You have to go into Carolina. You have to go on a road trip and maybe steal some points. You don't just give up points at home. They haven't won a home game in what feels like a year. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm at every game. I can't remember the last time I saw them win at home. And shout out to the fan base because the fan base continues to be positive and continues to support them. There's more people at games than I've seen in forever. They've given them every opportunity. It's unacceptable. And people will talk at, and like they'll point at like Thomas Tatar, for instance, and they'll say Tatar sucks. Tatar's got nine goals. He's shooting his shooting percentage is eleven percent. He's playing fine. Tatar's going to be a 20-goal scorer. If you, were to, if you were to ask us at the beginning of the year, would you sign up for Tatar to get 20? 
everyone would check that box. But you got to have some sort of secondary scoring. And he came out and he talked about Fabian Zetterlin, Lindy Ruff, after the game. And he said, Zetterlin's not on the team because you have to produce. And if you're not going to produce, you at least have to be hard to play against, which is spot on. Could not agree more. But then what the hell is Jesper Boquist doing on the ice? Can you give me a Palat, Heischer, Brat, Sharon Govich, Hughes, Mercer, or you could play Tatar, Hughes, Mercer, and then a Tatar or Sharon Govich, Halla, and Holtz. And then your fourth line, you play Wood, McLeod, and Zetterland, and that's your heavy line. And if Zetterland doesn't want to get in there and get dirty and bash people around, take him out and put somebody else in. Call up Tice Thompson. Call up Graham Clark. Call up anybody. But this is, like, flat-out unacceptable. And it could do a lot of damage if, in the next two weeks, this continues. They go on a road trip. If they don't string some wings together and the Metro is on fire, and we end up out of a playoff spot, the vibes around here are going to change big time. Because you still have, you still have three and a half months of the season left. You went from being in second place in the NHL to where you might be knocked out of a playoff spot in your own division. Not good. Not good. Very sloppy defensively. And I and I I'll admit I will always admit if I'm wrong. And I was wrong about Kevin Ball. Kevin Ball does do some nice things. He's not ready. He is not ready. He's getting turned around too much. He's sloppy in his own zone. Too many mistakes. Way too many. Ohutuk will probably be on the ice on Saturday versus the Rangers. And it's not a must win. There are no must wins in January. But it would be a big one. And not just because you're playing the Rangers. Because you're playing a team in the Metro where it's a four-point swing and you're about to start falling down the standings. And March gets so heavy. March is so tough for the Devils. They have to be, I said that they had to be like 12 points in a playoff spot. And and it's it's not going to happen. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. You can't just rely on Jack Hughes to score all your goals. It's not sustainable. The kid is playing so over his head. He's playing so good. And and it's like for nothing. It was a very, very disappointing game last night. Especially after they, they played such a good game versus Detroit. And what was weird was they came out and they looked pretty slow against Detroit in the first period, maybe period and a half. And then they turned it on and they blew them away. And you thought, all right, maybe 
they're going to get some confidence. They're going to start to, you know, turn into that into that team that we saw at the beginning of the year. You know, they're fast and they're they're on play on the four check and they tilt the ice and they trap teams in their own zone. And I mean, they. I don't know. I mean, they got a lot of shots on net last night, but they weren't too impressive. And honestly, there were way too many chances that St. Louis had where they were shooting from right in between the dots. It's like Schmid let up. I I don't even know how many shots it was. It wasn't a lot. But he he let up, you know, four goals or whatever it was on like 20 shots or 18 shots. But it was the quality of the shots that was really the problem. Can you imagine if Tarasenko was out there taking those shots? That dude has literally the sickest release in the league. You can't let t- people just tee up from in between the dots. And I do, and Hamilton did not have a good game. Hamilton was on the ice for a lot of those. He was a minus three. But if you're going to call out Dougie, you should call out everybody else. And I guess maybe these guys aren't even worthy of being called out because he's not expecting much from them. But at some point, if you are not going to be productive, play heavy. And you saw St. Louis came out, and they did. They played heavy, and they they pushed us around for a little bit. Mike McLeod actually played pretty heavy, and Palat played heavy. Man, you know, it's been so long since he's played. I forgot how big of a dude and how heavy he does play. He goes in hard. He really does. He finishes his checks. That's something that some of these guys might want to take a note of. He he was, uh, and actually it looked like he had hurt himself at one point during a TV timeout. He was out there skating around. He clearly had like, it looked like an ankle problem or something. He was in some pain and he was, um, he was testing it out. But he came in, I mean, this is a guy coming off of an injury and he came in, he played heavier than anyone else on the team. And that's a shame. He should be contributing like everybody else. He shouldn't be the only guy. And I I just thought to myself last night, Holtz actually made, and Holtz is, I'm not defending Holtz. He did not have a good beginning of the season. He looked like he was out of place. He was, I had no problem with them putting him in the press boxes, watching the games. No problem with it. But if he's going to play good, I'm going to tell you he played good. And in the Detroit game, it was the best game of his career, he played really good. Then they play him last night. They put him on a on a line with McLeod and Wood. He actually made McLeod and Wood look pretty good. Like, he was setting them up. He was doing some good things. He was being smart with the puck, too. Like, you've noticed, he's like, when he doesn't have anything, he's like kind of doing just like stupid, basic fundamental hockey where he'll get the puck deep and he'll get a fresh uh, line change, and he's playing smart. He had a couple chances last night, too. Play him with somebody with some talent. Please. Please. How many goals would Holtz have if he was playing on a line where Hall is right now? If you give that kid some confidence, he's big. He's strong. He's actually not bad along, along the boards, either. Give him, give him a chance. Put Hall on the third line and play him with Sharon Govich or play him and, and Tatar or, you know, mix it up. But these line combinations are fucking bizarro world. 
And I'm not taking a shot at Lindy Ruff either because, I mean, in his defense, none of these people have produced. So what does it matter? But just give it a shot. I think a lot of people would be in for um, for changing up these lines. And I'm starting to see it today. Like somebody posted, give me Palat, Heischer, Brat, Sharon, Govich, Hughes, Mercer, Tatar, Halla, Holtz, Wood, McLeod, Zetterlin. Sounds pretty good. Run it out. You're literally getting nothing from Dawson Mercer anymore. Dawson Mercer was a pretty damn impactful player last year. There were times he fell off. But for the most part, he's a good, young, talented kid. He's disappeared. He hasn't just disappeared. He's been bad. Well, last night was the most was the game I was most disappointed in all year. Tomorrow is going to be... Tomorrow is going to be a big one. So, I don't know. I don't know. I do not have a good feeling about any of this. They said uh, Blackwood is back in practice. Whatever. Whatever. I would not play him tomorrow versus Sturkin, I can tell you that. That's a death sentence. So hopefully it'll be Vanacek. Um, but the Rangers look really good right now. And now they got all the momentum. We're just, you know, trying to keep our head above water at this point, And we have not been doing a good job of it. If you don't get secondary scoring ASAP, this thing's going to slip away from you. I think the Devils are going to make a move. I don't think they could let it go much longer. They want to try to save this season. I think it's kind of time to do something. And I don't know what the hell you do with Jesper Bratt. Dude's insanely skilled. Insanely skilled. But he's not productive. Uh, He can be, but he's not productive consistently. So I don't know. You can't just rely on Nico Heischer... Jack Hughes and Dougie Hamilton every game. Now you saw what Luke Hughes did and you saw what Nemitz did. Uh, Graves has really not been the same since he's returned from injury. I think those guys are going to get a look very soon. Um, Or not very soon, but they're going to get a look in... I don't know, probably... Nemitz could get a look within the next month. But... um. Hughes is going to obviously join the team after the Michigan season's over. And some of these guys in the back end are Ball will be playing in Utica. Hutzuck will probably be back in Utica. And they'll let, uh, they'll give Hughes a, a good solid look. And Nemitz will probably get a solid look too. At this point, what is the difference if you play Luke Hughes and you play Simone Nemitz rather than playing Ball and Brendan Smith? Experience, that's it. And it's basically just Smith. So I'd rather let them start gaining experience now. It's going to be hard to do, obviously. you got to figure out what you want to do with Damon Severson. 
if this continues to go the way it is, do they deal him at the deadline and try to get some equity for him? I mean, I don't know. They're they're putting themselves in a really hard spot right now. So, oh boy, very, very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. We need Marino back as well. Could definitely use him. Uh, I haven't heard anything about his recovery time. Obviously, sounds like Bastion is skating. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. But it's like, is Bastion really supposed to be the glue that keeps your entire team together? Like, that's, I don't think that that's very accurate. He's a good player, and I love Nate Bastion. He plays a heavy game. We could use some of that for sure. But he shouldn't be the the gel that makes that entire BMW line hum. They should be able to plug somebody in uh, his his role. And it just hasn't happened so, I don't know. Tomorrow could be pain. I I'm not I'm not feeling very optimistic. But we'll wait and see. That's why you play the game. But anyway, I'm Billy Botch. It's a trap. It's a depressing Friday afternoon. It is what it is. Be safe. Talk to you soon.
just say.